Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Hot Mess, from Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, Um, and in my opinion, the break that every busy woman deserves. I am... If you've been listening to um, a few of these podcasts, I got my first message that someone's binge listened to the whole series so far, so that's very exciting. Um, Then you know that right before we hit record, we have a kick-ass dance party, and uh, today I was a little extra excited to have uh, Kara's picks. Um, Kara is not only an amazing woman, which we will definitely get into, but she's also a fucking rock star, so I was like, this is going to be awesome. And it was, and I was super excited. And now, now I'm sweaty. So I'm going to, whoo, we'll call this all the sheen. We'll call that glow and not it's sweat. Glowy. <laughs> oh, awesome. Kara, thank you so much for, for joining me today as my guest. Um, I have known Kara for years now, going back to my before times life when I used to be a band groupie. Um, so some of you may not know that I toured around bars and dives and all types of places for about the first five years of my marriage, um, loving every minute of, uh, supporting and being present with my husband, who is a rock star in his own right. And I met Kara through that scene in such a beautiful community of amazing people in the Barrie area and, and all the musicians that, that connect there. I remember being like coming from a science, business, competitive background, saying to Dave one day, like, when you get together with your friends, I mean, you're really good. So like, you, what, like, you, nobody's like out front, like you're there, but you're, he's like, that's not how it fucking works. Like with music, it is, it, a, it just, it's the all. Everybody is part of it at the same level in the same way. It doesn't matter what instrument they're playing from their voice to the tambourine. Um, it's a, it's a serious community. And from that moment on, I'm like, I want to be part of that community. So I learned how to clap really, really loud and scream really, really loud. So I'm, (laughs) I'm super excited to have this kind of full circle here and to have you join me at this stage of our lives where so much has happened and so much is going on. So Kara, thank you. Please, um, maybe take a minute and tell everybody all the great things about you because Rockstar is only but one awesome piece. Um, Welcome. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I've done lots of these, you know, kind of Zoom chats and little interviews like via my business, but never on a podcast on this platform. Um, So when you invited me to talk about myself for 45 minutes, I was like, yes, please. Um, (laughs) Who doesn't want to do that? So uh, my name is Kara Spiran, and I live in Barrie. I grew up here met Dion through music. Uh, I'm 37, have a couple kids. My son is nine. My daughter is seven. I have a husband also turning 40 this month. So I'm trying to collect a little uh, quarantine birthday party for him, which is interesting. (laughs) Um, So by trade, I'm a paramedic and I have done that job for 16 years. 
Um, so I started when I was 21, when I was really young, kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, my first job, my first career. Um, I didn't know, you know, I was kind of raised pretty naively. And this was like, uh, you know, threw me out into the real world, which was pretty cool. <laughs> so basically, all of my social knowings, I attribute to that job. Um, because I learned how to make it up, wing it, and MacGyver things as I went along. And that's kind of still what I'm doing. Um, I'm a musician. I grew up singing all my life. I sang in choirs. I sang in bands. Um, stopped singing for a long time when I went to school and became a paramedic. And I was just doing like bar karaoke occasionally. And I really missed it. Like my um, one of my best girlfriends, she got a drum kit. I think she was like 26, 27. She had always wanted to play drums. Her boyfriend at the time bought her a drum kit. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to dust off my guitar that I hadn't played since high school. We went over to her basement. It was kind of like this evening where girls would get together and drink wine and we would try to learn cover songs together. So it started that way. And 10 years later, we kind of have formed into a band. We've maintained the all-female platform the entire time. Um, we are not great musicians, but we are learning and we're doing it together. It's that community, the togetherness. Like we can't make that kind of music unless we all show up and are vulnerable together. So um, that too, kind of stepping into that and and being uncomfortable with stepping on stage and doing things when we really suck. Like we really, we really sucked at first, but how do you get better if you don't do it? Right. Like, Absolutely. Sticky fingers, open mic, carry, uh, you know, open mic night. We'd never have done anything like that before. We were terrible. Um, but it challenged us to get better because we weren't going to get better if we weren't playing in front of people. So we would first invite some friends down to my basement where we jammed and my lady slept upstairs. Um, and we just kind of built it along that way. And so we kept adding challenges and then like we're playing the Horseshoe Tavern, you know, and we have some EPs out on, on, so, you know, it's been really cool. So being able to set goals and, and do things that I never thought I would be able to do as a musician has led me to this point as a leader in my business, which is pretty cool. So I run a uh, skincare business. I'm a consultant for the number one skincare brand in North America, which is Rodan and Seals. And I've been doing that for two years. So that's my side hustle, um, which the goal with that is to replace my paramedic wage. Uh, I love my job. I love being a paramedic. But it is a sacrifice mentally, physically, and for my family. Like, I've sacrificed a lot. I've said no to a lot of things. I work every other weekend. Um, and I miss out on hockey games. I miss out on lacrosse games. I miss out on tournaments. I miss out on my kids growing up often. I miss out on friends, uh, family gatherings, Christmases, birthdays. Like, I'm kind of done with that. It's been 16 years. I'm like, you know, what's next? So I'm kind of stepping into myself a little bit more these last couple of years and discovering that, you know, there's more out there for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I love, I love everything about that story. I love how you in like started with highlighting the growth and um, the learnings that occurred from those early days from 21 on, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I have a vague idea of what it means to be a paramedic and, you know, having a, a, a health and nursing background, which not too many people know about. Um, and, 
and what that takes the the mental physical emotional fortitude and how much you must have gained from that and and i fucking just love the foundation that you've built in your musicianship and with that with your band and and those amazing women i love them all um and i i just find it like what tweaked for me was like it's the obviously there's staying power there you guys have been together for a year decade and and going and going and trying and learning it, it it seems to me that because of the why you got together in the first place that is that stays true not to say that musicians who jump together in a band because they're musicians and they're trying to rock start out but often when as you evolve like what we were kind of talking about at the, before we hit record when you start at, in one way when you grow you maybe don't know how to be that new thing together and you guys mm -hmm. grew together because that yeah. the the why is still strong and i think that's super powerful mm -hmm. awesome. i mean there's been challenges for sure but i think the difference between an all-female band and an all-male band is number one ego mm -hmm. um doesn't get in the way maybe as much but we just communicate better like if someone comes shows up and is pissy like we kind of we'll talk about that with each other before you know we play our music because now when we have a jam session we have an hour of we sit on the couch and we debrief right. and we shoot the shit and everyone has a turn to talk about you know what's going, like it's our therapy session basically. yeah uh, and then we play music for an hour an hour and a half or whatever and um <laughs> yeah so that's our that. jam sessions now so it's perfect that's brilliant i mean as i, I host women's circles or i i did in the pre-covids but um, that idea of coming together and just being and like getting through what you need to get through so they can get to the next thing, get to the next thing. And, you know, both of us being married to great men, knowing that it's not that we both know that men are completely capable of having those heart to heart, compassionate conversations. It's just not the go-to and it's definitely not to go to in the social norms society that we live in when they gather with other men and how men commune and connect um, in their own way is is awesome and 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 the ones that are doing it sort of from a heart-centered point of view whether that's on the ice on the course on wherever that is um, over poker stars whatever um, <laughs> that's it, it's their own thing but for us as women to be able to hone in on our fucking superpower which is our capacity to connect and be present and hold space and and really be that <clears throat> that strong, fierce, compassionate person that's going to be honest and is going to be forthright and has this capacity for listening. So what, a, what an added like gem to the fact yeah. that you have this, this beautiful space. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. sacred and, and life-giving. We definitely know that. Uh, we're working to try to get back together um, now that we can kind of safely you know have have visits with friends um right. i think we can we can jam safely it's tough because i'm a frontline worker and those girls they have babies and so it's you know whatever you're comfortable with right now so yeah i miss it right now so but i've been making a lot of music like when quarantine hit it was bizarre like i just had um all of this music was flowing out of me. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck this is coming from, but I need to write and I need to play. And I think that was part of it was like, can I connect? That's how I connect with myself, right? I do know. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we, you know. <laughs> I think we sometimes still get surprised when we get these waves of, of inspirational energy and go, where right. the fuck did that come from? And then you go, oh, right, that, 
that's how I process things, right? <laughs> yeah, like when everyone, and I mean, there were, you know, lots of moments of fear and panic, but when, um, you know, COVID really hit and this was how I managed, I was like, okay, I, I ate really well and I started working out more. I like vigorously took care of myself and then I started writing. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's it was I'm excited. It just kind of came out. Absolutely. I'm very excited to share this with a couple of my clients when, when we, when I do publish this, because this is the exact conversation I was having yesterday with, um, someone who, you know, I'm doing the thing. I'm like doing the, the walking, I'm eating the food, I'm doing the exercise, I'm taking the time, I'm sitting in the hot tub. And yet there's something missing. There's something mm. that's, I don't feel like, like I'm whole here and I'm, you know, COVID is happening. There's all this uncertainty. Work is work. And we talked about tapping into that creative center, that, you know, right side of your brain or however you want to look at it, but the energy that, that flows through you when you are breathing life into something, it is what literally can fill you up when, yeah. you know, life is like, I have no idea what's happening over there. I'm going to go to work and who knows, mm -hmm. right? Um, to be able to hold on to something that is yours, that you have created for you, by you, and if other people enjoy it, bonus, but really, um, having watched some of the songs that you've put out into the world, um, you can sense that it's, that's all you. And we just get to be like, like, yay. Oh, I get to see this. This is awesome. Right. Um, oh, cool. Thank so, you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, it, I just kind of share it and, and it's interesting because I don't share a lot of my original stuff. I mean, a, a lot of our, um, the Rip Nancy's recording is our original music and some of my original lyrics and melodies, but the way that I sing and play with the rock and roll band is very different than how I sing and play on my own with my guitar. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever I'm feeling like that something's missing, I don't feel connected. It's like, oh, I haven't played music in a week. I got to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, check, check. Oh, missing a box. <laughs> and it's really easy to like avoid it and stay away from it because it's vulnerable and that brings an exposure right and it like a lot of the lyrics that I, I can't put out anything unless it's you know really on my heart so sometimes I avoid writing it down because then I have to face it right then that's huge and um you know the inner critic is a such a huge fan of us being afraid of vulnerability right and mm -hmm. and it will go nuts and tell us all kinds of stories about how we couldn't shouldn't wouldn't and reality, it is the thing that we need to get to the next level of ourselves, um, mm -hmm. that, that tapping into the, that life force of, of creative work. And, um, and vulnerability, obviously, it's not something everybody's walking around going, nailing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a journey. It is a lifestyle. It is, it is a new way of being. And when when so much of our lives um, become uncertain or are changing rapidly, we tend to rely on things that are safe, things that we can say, I know this for sure. And mm -hmm. that is not how vulnerability works. It's open and trusting and faith and well, I'm giving it out to the world and don't know what's going to happen. So um, I think it's, it's awesome that you have that awareness and that you're continuing to tap into that for yourself and for those of us who get to be on the other side and, and sort of reap the benefits in the long run. So brilliant. Thanks, buddy. Oh, um, if, uh, if 
many people know that I'm, I'm a big fan of the stories that bring us to the places we are and the stories we tell ourselves and, and how we sort of create our realities through our experiences. So I'm really interested, excited um, to hear about that moment. So, you know, you've been doing um, Rodana Fields for two years, which means prior to that, you started to have this awakening moment, like, mm, I need to change gears, love this, and, and. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to assume there was a maybe not so pretty rainbows and unicorns fucking moment when you came to that awareness. Um, mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what that was like to come to that space and go, I don't want to fucking be here. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was January, 2019. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it uh, was a snowy day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when it happened. Uh, no, it was very, you know, it's you, you know, another year hits. You kind of look at, okay, like what's gonna, what am I going to do this year? What goals what am I going to accomplish? What are the things? Um, and it's like, well, I've already, I already have all the things. I already accomplished all the things that I wanted. Um, you know, I had, my family, I had an amazing career. I had a great supportive husband. I have a wonderful home. I have everything that I could possibly need. And that, and above that, like great friends. I have a creative outlet. Like not all mothers and women are able to have these things. And it's like, why do I have all of this? But I still have an overwhelming sense of lack. What's missing? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, it was time to do the work. I hadn't done it. I had just ke kept kind of going after thing, after thing, after thing, after thing. Like I'm a very what's next person. I, I like to have, you know, things to aim for and go like, I'm never really satisfied in the moment. That's a really big struggle for me. So I needed to figure out how I could be content with myself. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really done that before. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start, start with the reading. Um, and Gabrielle Bernstein kind of kept coming on the radar. The Universe Has Your Back was the first book that I started with. And um, it really changed when I wrote down, do the exercises. Like, you know, I always try to do the exercises in these books because that's what gets you to the next point. Right. So I did like, what are the 10 things you want to see more of in your life and wrote them down and, and meditated on them. And then really kind of learned to meditate more regularly, but um, writing down those 10 things and seeing those 10 things I wanted for myself more in my life was, was really eye-opening. It's like, okay, well, are, it, what do I need to do to get that? Or the things that I'm doing right now, is that bringing me that? It was just made it really clear, right? And until you can actually be clear on what your goals are, how the fuck are you going to get there? <laughs> that's it right there. <laughs> so really, that's what started it. And like, interestingly enough, it was probably like two months later, um, my girlfriend had started her own business with Rodan and Fields. I was like, oh, I was having trouble with my skin, like big time. I was 35 after two kids, um, shift work, hormones change. My skin was like, I was getting acne and dry patches, which was super cool. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to step up my game from my clean and clear, the same cleanser I was using as, you know, a teenager. And so I started this skincare 
regimen. So I had dropped like 200 bucks on skincare, which I'd never done before and immediately felt guilty about, right? Because we yeah. do. Like I could <laughs> go you know, buy a nice pair of winter boots for that and feel fine about it. But, you know, a skincare regimen that I'm going to use for six months. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and then immediately like saw amazing changes. Love the brand. And then my girlfriend was like, well, Oh, you know what I did? I, I was really into um, helping uplift other women in their business and supporting them. So I, I put a post out for her on my page and be like, hey, man, like, I really like this brand. Uh, this is what I'm using. Check it out just to kind of support her business. But then she had so many people from my network come over to her, want the product. And she's like, these could all be your customers and this could be your commission. <laughs> and I mean, really, I, I didn't know it, but I was looking for something else. Um, a couple of years prior to this, I had started my own record label and that's kind of what got me into, well, if I could start my own record label from knowing absolutely nothing and learning it on Google, then surely I could run this business. That's, you know, pretty self-made and you just kind of show up and everything's there for you. So that's how I kind of got into Rodana Fields, but it was, um, by manifesting it. Mm-hmm. Setting those absolutely. Goals. I, yeah. you, you hit on so many great great points. And I love the, what do you want more of? There's something about goal setting that can really um, turn people off. This whole idea of having to create something or do something new, right? And like, that means that they're going to have to like go out and do the work. Yeah. And, and when you look down and go, what do I want more of? Meaning I've already done some of it. Like I, I've actually done some of this in my life. And so it's not beyond me. And a lot of women, you know, we get stuck in that imposter syndrome where we're like, well, who am I to do that? So no, but if you've already done it and the evidence is there. And so to gather that list of 10 things you want to see more of in your life and then love that you look and go, well, nothing I'm doing now is going to get me there. Or, you know, I'm, I'm still going to stay stuck at only doing it once a month instead of doing it every day, which is what I desire. Um, there, there's the work. And, and having that, like that, that piece, I love the, there's evidence and I know what it feels like to do those things. And I can use that to drive me to do the next thing that maybe I've never done before. Like, mm-hmm start up uh, my own business that is now flourishing, right? So um, like if we stop talking right now, that massive takeaway, like everybody, that is is so powerful. So anybody can do this at any time. It's not even so much about concerning yourself of what you're not going to do to try mm-hmm. to do more of these things. It's just look at what it is that you want and and move yourself towards more of what you want instead of focusing on what you don't want, Yeah. Right? it's, that's, um, that's, that's a pretty big deal in, in my world. And, um, and I love that that was part of your starting point. Awesome. Yeah. Energy uh, goes where <laughs> energy flows, where intention goes. Absolutely. And, um, Tony Robbins, not me. <laughs> yes. And, and I think at this point it's just like is now that particular yeah. statement and, uh, and it can become definitely part of you. Um, and you know, biologically, um, to know that you have this superpower of being able to direct your life based on where you're going to put your attention and by yeah. setting your intention. And so, you know, I was talking to my husband the other day about manifesting. I'm like, honey, like pretty much everybody I know is an excellent manifester. They're just really shitty at setting intention. 
So if you don't set your intention, you're going to manifest anything you're putting your attention on, which often is how things suck. So when, you know, oh, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, well, I wish I didn't do this anymore, I wish, 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 blah, 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 and you're, you're, again, your brain will go, oh, that's what we're focusing on, okay, I'll bring more of that into your life, I'll make sure that you're aware okay. every time that happens. So mm -hmm. just by doing that powerful activity of setting your intention, you know, whenever you do that, in the morning, or, you know, throughout the day, or revisiting it, or post it out on your computer, um, mm -hmm. it trains your brain to look for more of that. And oh, shock, you get more of that. Um, totally. Super the powerful. language too and the intention. And um, it's funny because this week, like I kept hearing my husband and my kids say, oh, I can't and I can't and I can't. And we were talking about like my kids, my son, especially he's just in quarantine now. He's been swearing a little bit more. Like he hears mm -hmm. us more around him more. It was like, okay, we need to like maybe get a swear jar. And then, <laughs> you know, we chat with him about it and he's gotten better. But now I'm going to do a camp jar mm. like that word should be banned especially as a parent or or a business leader or as a you know saying the word I can't it's just so limiting like reframing your language but then noticing when you're doing it and then noticing other times when you're doing it but I'm a big like I've got that science background you're reframing and resetting those neural pathways like it <laughs> is proven right and it's, it's science, silly. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> get into it yeah i love that's that when i started the skincare people would be like well how do like how and i mean like you know you can explain it all i'm just like it's science it works okay <laughs> it just trusts me i know yeah <laughs> and I I mean, when we were talking about the imposter syndrome oh my god it's like could i have picked a more challenging business to go into like the record label felt like that was okay it was it was kind of cool it was music um but you can't fucking make any money doing that that was dumb uh, <laughs> very passion driven <laughs> it was it's like and it was awesome i was able to help other local musicians i learned a ton and then that got me to the place like i would never have you know realized that i wanted to be a business owner unless i had done that um but i mean joining multi-level marketing first of all has comes with its own challenges exposures like you're running your own business on your own your own willpower but then putting myself in the beauty industry as well comes with another like it's like every day could i have picked a more challenging project <laughs> because it's facing that like uh, you know well i'm not pretty enough or popular enough or enough 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 mm -hmm. to do this um and then yeah having to keep going and doing that day after day and uh yeah having other people convinced to join you doing that well my belief is that we tend to continue to choose paths based on um, the lessons we need to learn and as a result we become experts in that shit so I feel super confident that I could sit down and talk to anybody about the imposter syndrome because, honey, I feel like an expert. I just mm -hmm. run that circle like it's my job. And, um, and for you, you know, going again, going all the way back to being a paramedic, I mean, the, there's no room for not enoughness there. And to, so to be able to battle those demons like at this pace... Yeah. And, and it puts you in a position to be the expert at handling that. So you are, in my mind, the right person 
for your team for that expansive space to be able to be like, oh, I fucking get it. And, yeah. and this is how you can do it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's, what's the next thing, right? So that's yeah. awesome. And it's interesting. Like I have, it's cool to find like my leadership style um, because I'm a person that will tell you something that you might not want to hear. I'm not, I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not there to, you know, pat you on the back every time. Like I have, I have high expectations for myself. I have high expectations for you because I know each one of you can fucking do better than what you're doing. And the excuses that you're telling yourself are bullshit uh, and I can see through them and I will tell you that. So, um, you know, I'm there to kind of coach you like mm-hmm. you are, like, you know, calling someone out, calling that stuff out. Yeah. But then it's a reflection of, um, you know, me looking at my own stuff too. Mm-hmm. I love, um, and I've, used to work in adult education, which um, for many of my students, there was many challenges and, and many obstacles. And um, I used to say to them, I don't lower my expectations because you're in this school. I have extremely mm-hmm. high expectations for every single person that I come in contact with. The path you take though, that's yours, right? I'm not going to yeah. tell you how to get from A to B, but I'm going to tell you that I see you at like D, C, mm-hmm. D, E, F, G, like, like the sky's the limit. Um, yeah. And being able to not only put that out, but then to be, and in modeling it. So even if you said not a word, your team would know, well, this is how we operate here. We, yeah. fought, we like, we put it out there and then we figure it out. And yeah. some people go left, some people go right, whatever, you're going to get there. That's the thing, like walking the walk. There's so many people out there saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I think that was part of the record label. It was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, say, well, just fucking do it. Because that's the only way you're going to, you know, it's like getting up on the stage and sucking at our first open mic. Like, just do it. If you yeah. say you're going to be in a band, if you say you're going to run a business, yeah. you're going to lead a team, you need to show up and, and keep showing up. And there's so many people that can't do it consistently, can't, aren't willing See, yeah. caught myself there. Fuck, <laughs> <can't jar>. um, <laughs> I'm telling you, right? Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Um, some of the coaching that I do is for people who are in positions where they're like heading towards something massive, and they recognize that a part of them being able to get there isn't just what they're doing to get there; it's what they're doing to to uh, like figure out where the gaps are going to be, where the stops, where their own personal stalls are. So that mm-hmm. self-awareness, um, looking at like that hard look in going, well, I'm the one who always says can't. I'm the mm-hmm. one who always quits <laughs> when. I'm the one who self-sabotages right at the fucking end, right before yeah. it gets awesome. Like I, I, you know, I don't know what it is about me, but I, I know what happens. So if I really, really want that thing, mm-hmm. then I got to deal with that crap. So I find like that. Really, like, what are you more afraid of failure or success? Because that was the thing mm-hmm. to look at for me is like, I can fail over and over. That's fine. But to face success, what does that mean? Like what kind of change is going to happen when I get there? And that's a big part of what holds people back too. hundred percent. That is, um, I think so few people realize that that is the biggest one, especially women. We're so used to like just doing stuff that we have to do right? Like, yeah. oh, you need me to fix that? Okay, I'll, I'll get some glue. 
like, I will fix it. I will do whatever. I'll go figure this out. I mean, like, I, you want me to create mm-hmm. what for my kid? Sure. I will go learn that. We yeah. negate that that is just a constant parade of trying new things and half of them don't work, but that's okay. Cause you just keep going. Mm-hmm. It's when we start doing things and doing them well, and people go, look at you. That mm-hmm. looks cool. Really awesome. Getting acknowledgement, getting seen and heard, which for a lot of us is new. And mm-hmm. then taking that and going, fucking right, I'm awesome. Right? Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going. Like, this is just, whoo. Um, yeah. and, and managing that imposter syndrome, which for, is a, something that plagues like 70% of the human population, not just women. Right. And, and so it's not, we're not unique in our shit-ass stories. No, um, but we're we feel- not special. <laughs> That's a big number. Holy man, 70%. Yeah. 70%. Wow. And, and yet it's so, it feels so alone and cold and, and dark in there. Right. right? So yeah, for me, the more we talk about how awesome we are, the more we get comfortable with celebrating how great we do things, even when it's not perfect. Like you, we sucked and it was awesome. Like everything mm-hmm. that came from it, awesome. And we sucked. Yeah. It was awesome, right? That it's, you can be both. It can be all of the things you needed to be. It's not, well, we right. sucked and, and then we quit. And, <laughs> and then we Oh, that's the thing. Like that, the only thing that will make you successful is just not quitting mm-hmm. I tell my kids like I don't care what this assignment looks like I just want you to try and you just don't quit yeah brilliant mm-hmm. so obviously in all of the facets of your life there's been a variety of shifts um, at pivot points if you will I call them sort of realignment points um, what would you say has been um, your most significant challenge moving through these past three months of COVID and isolation and all the Mm. things? Definitely uh, finding that time for myself because um, with my shifts and with my kids being in school, I always had my mornings to myself or my days off to myself. I'm a person that likes my alone time, needs a lot of alone time. Um, I use it to rest, recover, be creative, whatever I need to do so that was the one thing it was like I felt like for a while there now before my kids um, were able to kind of go to their grandparents and give me some reprieve um, or you know go outside and play with friends I was felt very um, claustrophobic like I couldn't breathe mm-hmm. and even you know through all of this working through the fear and all that you know there were definitely moments of near panic attacks I've never had a panic attack in my life but this you know this was real and scary and um aside from dentists paramedics are are the number one highly exposed folks at risk out there so that that was real I've been swabbed twice Mm. um I guess so I mean I'm not they're both they're both negative I'm not really too worried about contracting the virus anymore we have really good procedures and stuff in place and I feel like we're safe and we have a good system going on here but definitely the the biggest challenge was not being able to leave my house and go have a dance party with my friends Mm -hmm. not being able to jam with my band and not having those moments for myself because that's kind of what I need to um, be a productive human and I'm I can appreciate um every aspect of that. And I think so many of us can, as much as we love 
all of the parts of our lives when they are on top of each other. Um, totally. It's a bit too much. So what did you, what did you turn to or who, or maybe what did you need to shift in your mind in order to mm-hmm. get, to keep getting up every day and, yeah. and keep making that happen? Well, we just, we asked for help a little bit more. So it's like, and, and you know, my mom stepped up and offered um, to help. So, you know, my husband could work more and they could have the kids a little bit more, but then just, you know, that breathing space. But, um, you know, I've over the last couple of years gathered a good set of tools that I always go to, which is yoga, meditation, exercise, journaling, um, music. So, I mean, whenever I feel that misalignment or like, you know, cause it's not always going to be an awesome day where I can have that space, but it's like, okay, maybe I'll just, just give me 20 minutes and I'll do the thing and that will help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some days it's wine though. Like, I'm not going to lie. Some days <laughs> it's cannabis. <laughs> if, you know, if I'm tired, if I'm in, in a dark place, sometimes it's just like, I need to have a cry. Mm-hmm. those things too it's not and, all fucking yoga and meditation and thank you for saying that because i mean you hit on the five big ones right so um the ones that you hear everywhere and you know if you develop a practice for this and for this and for this and it's going to help align you and i i preach it too and i'm, I'm a big fan um mm-hmm. and uh sometimes that's not where we go and knowing that you can still get up the next morning and feel good about yourself no matter what you did in order to get through whatever that was. Um, And, and give yourself that today's a great day, a new day. Well, depending Mm -hmm. on how much you did the night before, but it would be a new day. That's for sure. And, um, and again, going back to that, the power of setting your intention. So if, you know, so much is out of our control and the day just got too much, then you know, setting our attention to, to enter in with, with kindness and grace and love and all the things, um, you're, that, that's going to prepare you no matter what you may have done to just, you know, appease, mm-hmm. appease the darkness as it were. Yeah. And you can beat yourself up over maybe derailing, you know, the things, but in all fairness, we've never gone through this before. We've never done this. We're navigating each day yeah. Each day is an, is a new little adventure on this uh, quarantine journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's getting easier and I think we're working through it. And I think it's been amazing, actually. Like there's, I think we've probably taken personally more positive things out of this than negative. Um, well, that, that definitely leads me to my next question. What would you say is the one thing you are most proud or most excited or, or hopeful um, about that, that has come from this, that has come hmm. from this time? Well, number one, I go to my business because in the last three months, my business has actually grown more than it has in the last year and a half almost. Wow. Um, so just statistically, you know, a digital company is going to grow a little bit more in these times, but multi-level marketing um, too has grown during these kind of economic downturns. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, my team has grown. 
and we're seeing great numbers. So that's been really cool. Like in a time where some of my teammates too have been like laid off and, you know, they're getting an extra paycheck. Mm-hmm. Some people are on maternity leave. Um, so, and it's given me an extra boost in my pay because it's like maybe my husband, if I have to go into isolation, he might have to be home and then he's not getting paid and there's two weeks. So then my um, supplemental paycheck will cover that, which is amazing. Like uh, not to be an asshole, but I'm making more money right now than I've made like ever. And some people right now are, um, cause I'm getting, you know, that this extra pay and then the Rodan appeals pay. Okay, just then, you know, I, I just want to pause there because in reality, it's not like you started your business on March 17th and you're like, hey, look at me, I'm making lots of money. Right. Like we're we're going back years of you planting those seeds, of you setting yeah. that 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 thing in motion. And right. um, you know, there's a number of industries, a number of industries that are flourishing at different times for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it and it it, it definitely it, it falls on women a lot to be like, Oh, but I don't want to really, I don't want to gloat. And I don't want to get too, like, I just don't want to make anybody else feel bad when in reality, I mean, it's not about screaming from the rooftops, how you have more than someone else, but, um, but to take ownership and be like, yeah, I busted my ass and here, and and now this happens to be a flourishing time. There will be dry times there. That will happen. And um, so I think that's phenomenal and, and phenomenal as, as a result, you're having this beautiful, ripple effect on more lives. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I've, I've always admired about really um, profitable, sustainable, and um, sort of morally grounded mm-hmm. multi-level marketing businesses. I love, I was never like, I'm the last person I would have ever thought doing this. I don't know anything about business. Uh, I didn't know anything about skincare. I have the science background, which helps because it's dermatologically based. But basically there's women above me that want me to do well. So they cheer me on and boost me and guide me and lead me. And then there's women underneath me that I want to do well. So I cheer them like who else could ask for a better business structure. It's incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. And then you want to pay me for the work that I do when I go to work as a paramedic, you know, I, whether I do a great job or whether I do a lousy job, I get paid the same there's no perks, there's no advantages, there's no business trips, there's no cash reward, like, there's no fucking thank you letter, barely ever, Um, so to be able to do this, and to help people with their skin, but then to be able to watch some of them transform their lives, yeah, I'll do that every day, thank you. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this has been phenomenal, and I am so so happy to have you in my world and to um to know that there are leaders like you that are creating a beautiful impact um for so many people so likewise thank you um so let let us know what is what is like a nugget of wisdom a little bit of gold that you would share with a woman who's literally just starting out on this journey so that you in january 2018 you're talking to her right now what does she need yeah. to hear? Well, uh, the number one message, and I, I like to talk to women, most women that are in our group are mothers. And so the thing we want to say to our kids and then the biggest inspiration we want to give to them is like, you know what, you can be and you can do anything. 
you know, everyone says that to their kids. You've heard that from your parents. But if we're not leading by example, then how can we say that to them? How can they ever believe us when we say you can be and do anything, but we're, you know, haven't followed our dreams or haven't gone for that thing? Like the best thing you can do as a parent is lead by example. Mm-hmm. That's so um, And then the other thing, because I deal with women, anytime that we help a woman, like anytime our, we ourselves, find our voice and share that in any kind of platform, whatever you're doing, it helps another woman find her voice. Um, So if you can just keep doing that over and over and over, it's an amazing cycle. So when, you know, we lift women up and we lift ourselves up, we lift families and communities up and that we know that that has a ripple effect larger than we could ever imagine. Um, And we haven't been given permission to do that for a really, really long time. And I you know, I was 35 when I realized, oh shit, we can actually like, we can do this and we don't have to apologize for it. And we can have the things and go after that. Um, so it's really cool to see like how that even right now translates down to my kids. Like they, they're proud of me. My husband's proud of me. My friends are proud of me. Um, so it, it's really nice. It definitely has an impact. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I look forward to the next time we get together and gather and I get to rock out with you, whether it's dance party or you on the stage, not sucking. Um, I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to that. So thank you so much you for too. being here with me today. Oh man, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'll chat with you anytime. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.